Hi, and welcome to the Ask My Mom podcast, a podcast for young adults about all the things we didn't learn in school. Here to share her knowledge with our generation is my mom, Jen Exer, and accredited financial counselor, Jennifer. If you learned something on today's episode or simply enjoy the pod, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to it. To get in touch with us, you can submit your questions via email to askmymompod at gmail.com. You can also like and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at askmymompod. We greatly appreciate all your support. Hi, welcome back to another episode of the Ask My Mom podcast. Today, it is just me and my mom. I know we've had a lot of guests in the last couple of weeks, but this week we're going to take a little break and talk about something more current that's happening. And then we'll be putting out part two of our conversation with Miley about branding and advertising online next week. Mom, how are you today? Today, my phone has been ringing off the hook. I got a bazillion phone calls about the new deferment of the social security tax withholding. So that is what we're going to talk about today because I know everyone has a million questions about that. So we thought it would be a good time to just take a break from the routine of what we've been doing and talk about something that you all may have questions about and don't know where to get the answers. When I talked to you on my lunch break today, just to confirm that we were still recording, we were originally supposed to be talking about something else today. And you said, well, maybe we should talk about this because everyone's freaking out about it. And I kind of was like, well, I'm not freaking out about it. I haven't even heard of this. So as much as I think a lot of people are freaking out about it, I don't think everyone my age at least knows. Now, I know it's been on the news because I've seen it. And I also was not freaking out about it. But when I started to get the phone calls from people that are freaking out, then I decided, well, maybe I should actually put together some information and resources about this information because I was not freaking out because... In the past, we have had deferments of social Wait, let's, security. Let's back up a little. What is happening? Oh, okay. Before you say that. That it's happened before. Okay. Yeah. I guess I'm, what I'm is so going old. On? President Trump signed a memorandum that is deferring our social security taxes for the rest of this year. So September, October, November, December. He's deferring those taxes to next year for just the four months. So your social security taxes are 6.2% of your income. So if you look at your pay statement, it'll say like OASDI or it might say FICA social security, one or the other. And you'll see whatever that amount is, that amount is not gonna be paid for the rest of this year. So you're gonna have that extra money in your paycheck. However- So you'll have 6.2% more of your income than you normally do. Yes, but- On the flip side of that, it's deferred. It's not waived. So a deferment means it's just put off. Got it. So you're going to have to pay it back next year, and they're going to collect it between January and April of next year. You're raising your hand like you're in school. Yes, Noelle? Well, you were, like, on a train (laughs) of thought, so I didn't want to, like, cut you off. I was just letting you know that I was, like, ready to speak when you were done with your (laughs) sentence. If we're only deferring it for four months, why are they deferring it for these four months? What is the purpose? It is because of COVID. It's to put a little bit more money in your pocket for the rest of the year. So this is our, like, second stimulus, only not? No, because you back. But is this, like, instead of, we're not getting that second stimulus anymore? I don't know what's happening with the stimulus. There hasn't been much out there recently. I think everybody's still battling, so I don't know. Okay. If they're pushing it by four months, 
is that even really that helpful then to come out of a year of COVID? And hopefully if this is somewhat cleared up by January, I imagine people would still be bouncing back from losing their jobs during COVID. It's kind of a double-edged sword, right? Because I think it's a stupid edged sword in my opinion. You can see the memorandum. If you go to the whitehouse.gov website, you can see it. I'm good. I trust you. You know, so maybe people just need that little bit of oomph. But the downside is we are going to have to pay it back next year. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people need the oomph. I'm not trying to make light out of it. I'm sure for people who are struggling this year who still have a job and are still getting paid, having that extra little bit of money goes a long way. The question, is this happening to everyone? No, that's just what I was going to say. How are they deciding? So anyone who makes over $4,000 a payday. So if you get paid every two weeks, so 26 paydays a year. If you make over $4,000 in that payday, your Social Security tax is not going to be deferred because you are a level up. I think, what is that, one hundred and four, dollars or 106000 a year? I can't remember, but... A lot. A lot. So more than I make, right? So mine might be deferred. Mine might be deferred. My employer has not told me yet. Is it, are our employers going to tell us or we'll just see it on our stub? The employers that have no option but to do this are the military and government employees. They will definitely have their Social Security tax deferred. For regular employers, there's lots of maize and shells. So from what I can find is it basically is up to your employer if they want to defer your Social Security tax. So if you are in that population, I would ask your employer. So anyone who makes less than $104,000 a year and is not in the military or work for the government is in that category. Yes. Okay. But ask your employer what they're intending on doing. And if they do intend, you can ask them yourself if you can opt out of that, if that's your choice. Military and government employees have no choice. This is just what it is for them. On just the phrasing of how you said that, is it, it's up to them if they want to defer it. So if they don't go out of their way to do it, it will default not do it. Like, is this an opt-in thing or something they have to opt out of? I would ask your employer because everybody has a different payroll system. So if they don't do their own payroll and the payroll processing company that they use sets it to defer, regular people other than the military everybody has a different system okay like the military all i don't know a couple hundred thousand or more million i don't know how many people are in the military they are all on one payroll system so it is what it is yeah except for the coast guard they have a different payroll system but the other four branches are all on the same one i know useless information okay (laughs) maritime law i'm full of useless information but then all the government employees, I mean, that's mom a ton. Are you recording in bed? I am because your father is in the office on his meeting. Because Wednesday oh. night's usually his night in the office. Wow. Well, we love sharing a home office. <laughs> so I'm lounging in bed currently. And you all can't see me lounge, I, but I'm lounging. I didn't get your request to work from bed today. <laughs> Um, I'm at my desk, as you can see. I failed to put in my request. May I opt out of the office? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm not playing this game with you. (laughs) 
I just the the your camera shook a little, and I was like, "Why is her camera moving so much?" And I realized you're on your laptop. So oh, you don't notice that it's different behind me. I'm not looking at the background. I mean, now that I've noticed it, I notice it. Anyway, <laughs> so back to the tax deferral. So I I did want to point out that this is not the first time that this has happened, though. Like I know everyone that's called me today or emailed me is in a tizzy. And I get it. Tizzy. But this is not the first time. <laughs> Wait, did that sound like I said something else, huh? <laughs> no, it sounded like what it sounded like. It's fine. But this has happened before in our, in our government, recently. We, you know, this is not new. It happened twice during President Obama in 2011 and 12. For and what? It, what was the reason then? Uh, I, I, I don't remember the reason. Okay. That's fair. I, mean. I just know it's happened. And prior to that, uh, I was looking for my email. It's happened with prior presidents as well. When they took a little break, a people, little needed, people needed an, an extra influx of money. But I will also tell you, so the good news is, in all of the cases in the past that I know of, uh -huh. so there might be more that I don't know of, but the ones I know of, Congress has waived the payback. What? So we might not have to pay it back. The only group that can decide that the citizens don't have to pay back that Social Security amount is Congress. So I, if, I if have you, faith in our Congress. If you get yours withheld, write your congressman if you want it waived. Facts. Everybody write your congressman. Send people. them emails, call their hotlines, whatever they got going on. Tell them you want it waived. So this um, is a big deal because we aren't sure if Congress is going to waive it this time. I have faith that Congress will waive it and I have faith that everybody will write in and give their yeah. vote about it. So you're going to have extra money in your pocket for the next four months. Fantastic. I have a question uh -huh. about the repayment really uh -huh. quick. Uh -huh. Well, will it come out of your tax return or you said they're going to take it back January through April. So that does that mean they'll be just taking it back out of an extra 6% out of your checks? If they don't defer it. Okay. So defer the payment. I don't know. Social Security. So you have you have Social Security coming out of your pay, right? You have Medicare yes. coming out of your pay, and you have your federal taxes coming out of your pay. Yes. So your federal taxes has nothing to do with your Social Security. Now you okay. do put on your tax return how much you paid into Social Security. Yes. I but know that. That has nothing to do with your federal taxes for the in the scheme of things. Well, but I just figured if we had to repay it, that that would be a, like, that's when I, you repay anything you've shorted. Like, it'll tell me when I do my tax, like, now it doesn't happen as much now that I'm at a job where, like, but when I was a server and stuff, mm -hmm. it would adjust income. When I had more of a flexible income and it wasn't always the same, on my, when I file my taxes, it would give me a correction to say that I underpaid in something or overpaid in something else. You would and only under or overpay in your federal taxes. Your social security tax is always just 6.2. It's your federal tax that is different based on how many people are in your household, if you're married or not married. Gotcha. That's the one that fluctuates. So your, your social security is just 6.2 because that's your money. Do you know what social security is for? I mean, do you know what, how it all started and what, it, what it's all about? So social security is for when you retire, it's the money that you get back for all your years of working. And that is how they, that's when people say they're on a fixed income. 
it's either a disability or social security check usually that they're referring to. Yeah. So you pay in 6.2% and that's and kind of, I have a question Uh huh. So for the four months that they're deferring it. If they choose to waive the repayment from Congress, will I still at retirement receive the money that I should have paid? Is someone else covering it or are we just losing it if they, if they waive the repayment? Well, if you think about your lifespan and how many years you, you're working, you don't get that Social Security to what, 60, 65, 67? You, you get to pick when you want to start receiving it. So if you take that long lifespan and you're talking about four months. Uh, I'm still talking about it. Money that should be in my retirement fund. So when you pay your social security, it goes into the big pot. So it's not your specific money. And then it gets distributed. Like you're paying, the money you're paying in isn't really your money. The money you're paying in is helping those that come before you and those that come after you are paying in for you. Like it's just one big pot. And then you, what you get paid out in Social Security depends on what you've made your entire life, not what you've paid in necessarily. Okay. I feel like I have heard that part before. That sticks out. Yeah. So a lot of the conversation today at work was how can I offset this? And? So you really cannot. The big like drama at work today was people trying to adjust their federal tax withholding to offset their social security tax deferment. And you really don't go to the same place because they don't go to the same place. So you can juggle numbers and you can play around, but you could actually unintentionally end up hurting yourself federal tax wise in some manner, depending on your situation while you're trying to offset this couple hundred dollars. So the best thing you can do if you're because we don't know if it's going to get waived or not is just put the money aside in savings i was going to say you could just take six percent of your income whatever the difference is that you notice coming in and just move it over to your savings and then if we do have to pay it back you have the money there to pull it back from then you've offset it yourself and if it gets waived then you have an emergency savings account that you might not have been able to start before but also i think that that conversation though is Maybe you won't have an emergency savings account because if you are someone who that extra 6% is going to help, then it's great. I just, it's hard for me to see a world where if you need that little bit of extra money in these four months, I don't see the turnaround coming immediately in the next four months of being back to normal. Elaborate, please. If COVID has hurt your income stream significantly and you're someone who that extra 6% of your income is really going to make a difference for you and having a little bit of extra cash on hand. I don't see how if you have this problem in November, the problem will be gone by January when you're expected to pay it back if it's not waived. Like it's a very short turnaround time. Yeah. In, if, I, like it seems short-sighted a little bit. But if it's like $200 extra a month for four months, that's $800, right? And if we're, But if we're still in this... But the thing, we don't know if this will be done by January. Right. Well, yeah, but now well, you and a, a lot of... Uh, you, but if you didn't need it, you have an emergency account. I see the effort that they're making with it. It just seems like... Well, honestly, maybe, it seems like adding any more variables on if we might or might not have to pay it off in a world where everything feels very just 
variable and unknown is like another, what is this? Do we have to pay it back? Is it, are they giving us the money? Like, are they going to waive it? Do we have to pay it back? I don't know what's happening. Well, that's why I had all the freakouts today. Now I'm having a tizzy. Don't have a tizzy. Don't, don't join the tizzy crew. I'm really thinking about it and it's putting me in a tizzy. Don't be in a tizzy. When you get your extra money, push it to your savings. Because remember in our savings episode, we talked about most people don't have that $400 to pay for an emergency. Yes. So this is a good time to push the money over there. And then if you, and if you didn't need the money, if you had no, you weren't behind on your rent or whatever, and and life was just fine. If you can push this money to savings and that's going to help build that emergency account. So if you had that $400 emergency, you wouldn't have to go to your credit cards. Or if you got behind on your credit cards and they end up waiving it, you have this money set aside because you planned ahead. Now let's let's put it on, on a credit card. Like there's a lot of things you can do with that money one way or the other. Now if they if we end up having to repay it, obviously you're they're just going to take it back, but you have the money. You didn't okay. overspend because of the holidays and whatnot. But also they're giving you the extra money, so if you need it, use it. Yeah, if you're behind on your rent or you're behind on your electric bill, push to your savings what you can. And if you don't need the extra money, definitely push to your savings for the just in case. And then also, if they waive yeah. it, then you have maybe it's gonna you're gonna find it in your heart. If they waive it, you're gonna have all that extra money. Maybe you're gonna find it in your heart to contribute to like a homeless shelter or a food bank because you have this extra money now that you know that so many other people don't have. So you can yeah. give to those organizations. I Money think it's something didn't really have, you know, that you kind of were afraid to spend, but had anyway. What, what other questions are there? I mean, I think that's a pretty good understanding. If you still have questions and, or you ask your employer if your check's getting deferred, if you don't ask them, I assume you'll see it on your pay stub that it hasn't been taken out or you'll see a little bit of extra money than you normally would have. So I would um, say, for, but I would say if you still have questions, just email us. Yeah. Ask so, my mom pod at gmail.com. So if you see it was deferred and you don't need it, like you're not in any kind of dire situation, push it to your savings until you know if it's going to get waived. But you don't have to listen to me. It's your money. Okay. <laughs> but that's what I would do. And actually, that's okay. what I'm going to do. I'm going to push it to savings for later. But no, talk back, going back to giving if you're able to we did go on our comeback coolers trip when this episode comes out it will have been two weekends ago we did our comeback coolers trip um, that we had talked about on the previous episode to that saturday um i just kind of wanted to tell you guys what we did and if you guys feel compelled to still reach out to donate there's going to be a lot more natural disasters in the future and We brought 10,000 pounds of ice and 878 coolers directly to the people in the Lake Charles area who were affected by Hurricane Laura. Um, 878 doesn't sound like a huge number, but that's 878 individual homes that we went to or linemen in the area or other people working. You know, if we see people working outside, we stop and we give them one. Most of the people still in that area are without power um, at the time of recording this. We're in Southern Louisiana. It's really hot. It's really humid. It was like 92 that day. And I think my weather app told me it felt like 105. 
So if you can imagine being in that kind of heat and humidity on top of literally cleaning out your house because everything you own has been destroyed or there's a tree in your roof and you, you can't find ice, the stores are not getting it, they can't keep it if it comes in, if there's no electricity, your ice maker doesn't work. So when we, you know, pull up in a pickup truck and unload a cooler to give you or to give people, it's the first cold drink they're getting. We went up to one woman in particular who I know made all everyone on our individual delivery team really emotional. As soon as we pulled up and said we had ice, she started crying because her and her husband were literally just freaking out about trying to keep his medicine cold. Um, I can't imagine dealing with something like that. You know, and behind her, she has all this damage on her house and she can't even worry about that yet. She can't keep her husband's medicine cold. So, you know, us being there, you know, ice obviously melts and it doesn't last forever and giving to the rebuilding is also important, but mostly what Comeback Coolers does is it provides, you know, some love. And for us to get there, we stand with everyone for a second. Of course, we all wear masks delivering. It's just nice when you're in a situation like that to know that someone sees what you're going through and understands. And so most of the people on the delivery teams, like our family, are people who were affected by previous natural disasters. I feel very lucky to have been a part of it, and I definitely know we'll be going on as many trips as we can in the future. So if you guys feel called at all to donate or to check them out at least, um, you can find them on Facebook and Instagram at Comeback Coolers. You can Venmo them at Comeback Coolers directly to donate. You can also go to their website and donate. All their social medias have a donate button. It's super easy. If you don't feel called to donate to them, donate somewhere else instead because if you have the money to donate right now, a lot of people need help. And so next week we'll be back to our normal schedule where we're going to have Miley part two, which I'm excited to hear. So thank you so much for listening today. We appreciate your support and we're so absolutely over the moon ecstatic that people are still listening and increasing our, your listen. So share us with your friends and we will talk to you next week. Bye. Thank Bye. you. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Ask My Mom podcast. You can get in touch with us on Facebook at Ask My Mom Pod. You can email any questions to askmymompod at gmail.com. And of course, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you are listening to this. Thank you.